0: we want to be recording and putting out more music because we we have all this music Mm -hmm. that we've written and that we, we know that we can write if we need to like we like we know now
1: more than ever before like we could just attack the songwriting process if we if we need to and if we want to
2: this time on measured voices more of my conversation with the brothers from red light challenge in this episode, you'll hear from Sean and Kyle about being brothers in a band. We'll talk about their use of social media, the evolution of their use of harmonies and how Hawaiian music helped shape those harmonies, and we'll talk about developing their stage presence. I'm Walt Huntsman, and this is Measure Voices. Throughout music, there have been a few instances of brother groups, a couple of which didn't go so well mm-hmm. the Kinks with Ray and Dave Davies mm-hmm. and then uh, the 90s Oasis mm-hmm. with Noel and Liam Gallagher how do you balance or or do you the <laughs> the uh, the being the family part being family and then also being two parts of uh, of a musical group
1: i think a lot of it um is due to our parents i think um Growing up, we always had this kind of environment in the house of just like we're all individuals. Like we're, like Sean and I are definitely like two individuals, but we're also here for each other no matter what. And that's kind of the same uh, feelings and uh, kind of love that was shared in our in our household with our family. So it's not that's not really something that we've experienced or hit at. Like definitely, like we we have times where we disagree, but. Like we we both care about music so much, and we like we care about each other definitely, and like we know that we're here for each other, so we've never really like that's never been too much of a problem
2: how do you, How do you handle those disagreements if if they come up musically uh, is it rock paper scissors or <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's it's a little bit different having two people versus like you know four people yeah. um that have ideas about things, I think because it's like there's not many cases of this, but it could be, you know, it's one or the other. Um, but I think a lot of times when there's like a musical disagreement, um, it will be the person that has the idea's job to convince the other person mm-hmm. that it's a good idea and that it works. And like, like I think we're both really fair about this. Yeah. And if, if we can't convince, you know, ourselves about it, how are we going to convince other people that are mm-hmm. listening to it that it works? So I, I think that's a good rule of thumb, but we're... Um, we're very open to trying different things. I was like, if if, we're, if somebody thinks of something new, let's try it. You know, maybe it'll, it'll spark something else, and and you know, might as well try it.
2: Do you find you guys are more often than not though on the same wavelength when when this? Yeah, you know, I think. Comes yeah, up? yeah,
1: I think so. <laughs> um, and also, I think the good thing that, especially lately, with having to do these new songs and kind of all the stuff that we've been learning. Um, I think we're kind of getting more into a mindset, which is really like helping and just letting us attack songwriting a lot more easily of instead of being like, eh, maybe we shouldn't, it's, it's all just yes. And like, we might as well like take the idea. Who knows? It could be the next best idea, but also if it's not like, that's still one more song that we get to play.
2: You you guys moved to Idaho, almost sight unseen. Uh, it sounds like pretty Uh, much (laughs) (laughs) what, uh, for you guys, what what have what's been the advantage of, or the and or disadvantage of of trying to build your following, build your repertoire in Idaho as opposed mm-hmm. to being someplace like say Nashville or Austin or Los Angeles, even. I think it's
0: really cool to both of us that we came to a place that we'd never been before and have you know been able to establish ourselves as musicians and performers that are constantly working and constantly doing things from, you know, starting from zero and going to performing almost 300 times in, in two and a half years. Um, So I think that alone is really cool to us. Obviously Boise isn't as big as like Los Angeles or Nashville, things like that, but it's, it's really just kind of to scale, you know, it's not, it's not 10 million people, but it's, you know, 500,000 people, and uh, we're we're going through the same motions that we would go through um, anywhere that we uh, that we go. Um, and it's
1: kind of been fun, and we're lucky that there's there's venues that are that we're able to perform at in the first place, because um, that that helps our craft, that helps with meeting new people, that helps with doing things that we wouldn't have done anyways, and um, kind of like what Sean said, <laughs> what Sean said. um... <laughs> It's been a great learning experience here because it's pretty much all just downscaled of one of those other places that you brought up where it's we're experiencing the same motions as we would be there. But we're kind of in a more forgiving place where we're able to kind of just learn as much as possible and grow as much as possible here before we decide to make this take a step in one of those directions.
0: So it's been, it's been a playground for us to Mm -hmm. be here and and try new things, but it's also cool because it's really become our second home.
2: Yeah. Has, uh, did the music scene here surprise you in a good or bad way? I mean, how would you, how would you describe the music scene here? I think we definitely
1: like didn't know what to expect. like considering that we've never been here before. Um,
0: And I don't know. It seems like there's a healthy music scene, Mm -hmm. you know, since coming here, um, definitely seems like things have grown mm-hmm. in the short time. You know, Tree 4 is a big thing in the community that's very music-driven. Um, but it's we're glad that people out here want to go out to see music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the most we could ask for, For <laughs> you know, for any place that we would go.
2: And we just want to make sure that people don't get sick of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, do uh, you have big summer touring plans then, or...? So something
0: for this year, before this year started, is mm-hmm. um, we we set down some goals. Yeah, we got, we got some ideas that we were like, maybe we can try to do this. And definitely, we want to be recording and putting out more music because we we have all this music mm-hmm. that we've written and that and we, we know that we can write if we need to. Like we like we know. Now more than ever before, like we could just attack the songwriting process if we, if we need to and if we want to. So we definitely want people to be able to listen to more of our stuff because really the only things that we have besides YouTube videos that we do, um, are our album, which came out right before we came out here and that's that's way before you know a lot of the songwriting and things all the things we've been learning that here. we've gone through so definitely songs um we do want to travel a little bit so end of july early august we're planning on doing like a little northwest tour and um we're also planning on just flying out to places for you know like a weekend at a time and we're just kind of feeling out the area seeing like would this be a good fit for us see like is our
1: is what we're doing something that the people of that area are asking for.
2: You mentioned doing some recording and and you, you talked about the, I guess the EP that you did Mm -hmm. a a few years back. Do you have another CD in your future or are you going to bypass that? And, and as I know so much of it's, you know, direct to places like Spotify now and that kind of
0: thing. Yeah, Definitely. We don't want to just make a CD because it's cool well, to make a song. not necessarily C- like a CD, like, like, more a, so like an album. Like an album, like an album of songs. We don't want to make an album just because it's like the cool thing to do to make an album. Um, we definitely
1: the, the direction that we want to go in is. Like we can definitely like – could if we could bang out a bunch of new recordings all at once, like that would be great because why not? But um, definitely the more like business and marketing side of it, we want to do one single at a time so that we can stretch out the, the life of those songs and like a, with a music video, the song, the social media presence with it. So that's kind of more the direction that we'd want to go with it.
0: And, like, acoustically, we've been toying around doing just almost live recordings of acoustic songs, just so that the people that hear us acoustically, you know, they have something to listen to that's similar to what they see. Um, And even some maybe live full band
1: recordings. Just so that, like, kind of quick and easy, just getting it out there so people can listen to it whenever they want.
0: The song is called Talk To Me, and it started with a riff. (laughs) It started with a riff. And it wasn't at all how it sounds now. The riff
1: like completely kind of got changed. You mean it's exactly the same? It's pretty much exactly <laughs> the same. But the riff you know, is the same. But riff is
0: the same. The whole song wasn't what we initially intended it to be. It started out as the the singing melody was the exact same as the riff, and it just followed the riff. And that was just too boring, wasn't it, Sean? It was. <laughs> so we um, we were thinking, what can we do with a song that you know we've had just the riff for for a while? And uh, Kyle brought up, oh, it sounds a little country, and I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and uh, just thinking about that, we kind of went in that direction with it, um, a little bit with the imagery and the style of the song. So, you know, we're not country artists by any <laughs> means. But well, definitely
1: a red light challenge first.
0: Um, but, yeah, hopefully you enjoy it. Talk to me. One, two, three, four.
3: For six long years Went to Colorado trying to face my fears Now I'm back And I'm thinking about you High school so long ago I went away to college And you stayed home Now I'm back And I'm thinking about you Time flies by I won't forget All of those times You had my back You and me Were like two birds In a tree now I'm back and here to say The things I didn't yesterday Meant to be now baby can't you see Girl talk to me oh. Things change and that's a crime If you hadn't found yourself another guy now I'm back and I'm thinking about you Went down to your old place Heard that you're at home and now I see your face Well now I'm back and I'm thinking about you Time flies by, I won't forget all of those times You had my back, you and me were like two birds in a tree now I'm back in here to say the things I didn't yesterday. I meant to be. Now, baby, can't you see? Girl, talk to me. Oh, girl, talk to me. The way I've learned a thing or two All the things I want They lead me back to you Time flies by I won't forget all of those times You had my back You and me were like two birds in a tree Now I'm back and here to say The things I did not yesterday there's a be now baby Can't you see Girl talk to me Oh Girl talk to me Oh Girl talk to me
2: you mentioned the business side of it, um and Kyle, you've got a little time still to go before you graduate <laughs> from Boise State. What uh, what's next? What happens after that? Do you guys stay in Boise? Do you uh, envision yourself someplace and say, you know, a couple of years when you're both out of school?
0: I think this next year and a half or how many long? Oh, a little bit less than a year and a half before Kyle graduates, I think. We wanna have the pedal to the floor doing the things that we wanna do. And I think a lot of things will change from now until we have to start making those decisions. So before we start making more of those decisions, I think, you know, we wanna accomplish the goals that we're, you know, looking for. And definitely keeping the long term goals in mind,
1: but like definitely like what Sean just said sums it up. It's like we don't really know what's gonna be happening from some of the smaller plans that we have. Like we don't know how that's gonna change like our trajectory.
2: I'll say, say you had, um, I don't know, a crystal ball and could look five years in the future. Where, where would you like to see yourself in five years?
1: Mm.
0: Celebrating the five year anniversary. (laughs) Um, I think it would be cool if we had music that people knew and enjoyed. And that was, you know, that people, you know, just people Mm. knew and people enjoyed it because, um, you know, we love, we really truly do love music and we love the process of writing music and we love performing music and, and it's everything. more
1: than just a business. Like like the business stuff is just stuff that we realize that just it has to be done. Like it's there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just that it's just the way it is. But like we sincerely like what Sean was just saying, like we love music so much and like that's why we put so much passion and time and
0: care into it. And I was gonna say that because we love, you know, music so much we want to be able to make this, you know, our lives and our careers and what we're involved in, you know, forever. And however we can make others feel good with mm-hmm. our music or help others make others feel good with their music, you know, we we truly want to be a part of that. And I think, like, a lot of times there's, uh, like, a what's the word I'm looking for, uh, stigma about, you know, oh, you're a musician that wants to make money from your music or, you know, you want to be popular. But it's like, we want to write songs that we love and other people love too. So, So that that we can keep doing it. Yeah. Yep.
2: Well, uh, I think uh, I read someplace that if it's something that you've written that you love and you can get that across Mm -hmm. to the the listeners or the audience, then they'll recognize that you love it, and that will help them to love it as well. Yeah. You talked earlier about, well, you talked about business and marketing and, and that aspect of of your music, and you mentioned social media earlier. How important has social media been for you? And also, how important do you think it is for any musician, um, you know, in the twenty first century?
1: I think it's something that is necessary for any business, for any business. not just like, music. Because it's just it's just kind of like a a, a level of establishment to where, like, if you don't have it, like, then you're not even in the pool. Whereas if you do, at least you have some form of reference. Because you could be the best man in the world and not have a Facebook page, and like. Aside from people spreading by word of mouth, like how are you, how are people going to
0: find out about it in today's day. in today's um, day and age? Um, so we've adopted a lot of the use of social media and we're still learning a year and a half ago <laughs> or so, but we, we don't want to just post things that, you know, Oh, we're at Starbucks or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. we, we try to be meaningful and put out good content with it. So I, I think that social media is good. The hard thing is that everybody in the world is, is trying it's to become right. a star and it, trying to, you know, use social media in their own way to, you know, be noticed. So there's so many distractions and so much noise. So it's hard. It's really hard to stand out with social media, but, um, I think we kind of have the attitude that if we're not doing it, then it's one less thing than that we're doing that other people are doing. And like the big thing for us in almost everything that we do is we just want to be
1: consistent. And that's that's kind of like one of the biggest things that like we try to like keep, like we don't even necessarily say it, but like, like it always gets done and it's like everything always works out and like just be consistent. And that's what we're trying to do.
2: Now you guys, uh, more so maybe than than some, uh, you are really all over social media. I mean, I've seen you, you have you have the Facebook page. I think you've got a Twitter account. You've got Instagram. You've got you know all that all of that stuff. Do you ever find it uh, kind of uh, I don't know I don't know if overwhelming is quite the right word, but a, a challenge to kind of keep. Okay, did I remember to put that up on Instagram or did I remember? I think know, that, I that. think
1: a bigger challenge is. Um, getting better at it and spending the time to get better at it and also um, using all the other devices like um, for Instagram and Facebook for example like there's there's the Instagram live and like the stories thing that you can do now where it's not just the picture it's also other things that are going on in your life and that's kind of what we've found or at least that's how we try to use social media it's more It's not just showing you, oh, we're doing this. It's that we're trying to let others kind of more into the personal lives of Sean and Kyle, more so than just seeing us as this band.
2: Okay. Uh, Instagram Live, is. uh, have you guys used that much?
1: A little bit. A handful of times. Yeah.
2: How does that differ from, say, like using Facebook Live? I'd probably say pretty much the
0: same okay instagram live i think that's more live can you save that now i think you could I save it probably. but facebook live i like that better because you you know you do the live event and then you mm-hmm. post it and then people can watch it later and it's mm-hmm. like accessible
2: now you, you guys um your music even when uh it's uh dealing with say a, a I don't know if negative experience is the right word, but you know, we the, you know, the girl doesn't call or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your, 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 uh, your melodies are very uh, uplifting, positive kind of you know, in, in that sense. Is that a deliberate choice or uh, do you kind of see that you have a specific style that you try to stay with or that, that seems to work for you?
0: One of our favorite uh, musicians, of like the past twenty five years or so. His name or the band's name is Jamiricoy. Um it's like it's uh, like techno electronic fun synth pop um, but he's like an English guy, and his most popular song is probably Virtual Insanity, like back in the 90s, it was a big song. I needed um, he Canned Heat, which was in Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, Idaho. <laughs> um, but he has a whole album from the mid-thousands that it's super funky, super dancey, like super positive, yeah, and uplifting. lots of fun. But it's like if you listen to the lyrics, and and know what's going on in his life at that time he, he like suffered from a huge heartbreak Like some girl really really broke his heart But all these songs are like dance songs That you know make you want to move So because of that And because of how we write And like just I guess our outlook on life mm-hmm. and stuff Especially with like the things that we say With like it always gets done It's never that bad It's like why not put a positive spin on even, you know, the things that we go through that, that everybody goes through, you know, emotionally.
2: You find that, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a challenge or a fun challenge for you guys to write though? I know I've tried, uh, with a lot lesser success to <laughs> try to do those kind of up, upbeat type melodies with, uh, the, what I guess for lack of a better term would be a downer, downer lyric of a sort, just because I like that juxtaposition mm. uh, of styles, is that hard for you, or is that is that gotten easier?
0: I, I don't, think I was gonna say I think it goes back to like we want to make music that we like, yeah, and like the music that we like is generally upbeat and mm. and feeling like that. So I think just however our brains are wired with with writing and stuff, we we want mm. we want the the, the I was not to say the reader, the listener, <laughs> to feel the same way um, that we're feeling from the music. But, you know, if you dive in deeper to, to hear what we're saying, you know, and, and follow the melodies, which we've been, you know, simplifying and making the the lyrics very simple and, like, have one purpose, one point. Per song. Um, Then, you know, the whole experience of what we're trying to put out will be more of a package. Yeah, I think definitely to us. Um, with the music that we grew up listening to,
1: like there really weren't too many times where, like we were like jamming out to like more sad songs or things like that. Like we we definitely appreciate it, and it's definitely like we still have those emotions and those feelings. But kind of like what we were bringing up, like we always want to have that kind of hope in the songs. We want to have that like yes, this happened, but like there's always an opportunity. There there's always something else. Like our our dad always. Um, instilled in us the, the work ethic of what can I do next? And that's kind of what I think we attribute a lot of that to.
2: So in terms of your music, um, would you say that and maybe maybe it's this is not a fair question, but that the melody or the music is, you know in a way slightly more important than the lyric uh, because you like to be upbeat. I'm I'm thinking, you know, for instance, certain singers like Bob Dylan, it's, it's all about the lyric and, you know, it's just him singing out of tune for the most part and, but conveying these basically musical poems. And then there are, there are other bands like, you know, for lack of any others that I can think of at the top of my head, some some band like Daft Punk, where, you know, it's, it's the music that, that kind of hooks you in and you're not really paying as much attention to the lyric
1: i think that if you were to ask us that question five years ago i think it would definitely be the music is the, the only important thing or even probably longer ago than that um because like when we like started out like still not being like serious with what we were trying to do um like it was pretty much just that's <laughs> the recordings that we did it was just how many guitars can we put <laughs> on the song let's do like double everything let's triple everything so it was just like overkill with the yeah. music and like we didn't realize especially like being brothers um like the vo- the vocals weren't really important to us at first like we didn't really like the lyrics were like you know we had to write the songs but like the, the vocals the melodies the harmonies like that wasn't something that was important to us and now i'd probably say that's as important as the music or if not more important at least for what we're trying to do because um Like when whenever we stop to think, like what what's differentiating us from any other artist out there, whether it be a local artist or kind of like somebody more mainstream, and we think that something that we have is like the vocals and the harmonies that not too many other people, especially like individual artists, can't really replicate. So that's kind of something that we try to key in on more more often lately. Hey guys, this is Red Light Challenge. Up next, we have a song that we wrote. Few years back, it's called "Can't Forget It," and it kind of has an interesting story, wouldn't you say, Sean?
0: Yeah, it was when we were recording our first album in California. Um, the last day we were there, we we're in our hotel room, just like reflecting on the week. And it wait, was so much did you fun. just say our hotel room? Yeah, <laughs> and um, we were just thinking about everything, and a song pretty much just came to us, and we wanted to, you know, record it, but we, you know, we didn't have a chance to record it that night. Um, but we we thought of this song, and it was originally titled "California." Um, but the the chorus goes can't forget it, so we changed it. And like it kind
1: of, it's more about us, like loving home and appreciating all that it's done for us, and kind of getting us to where we are or where we were at that point. But also California being like the next step or going somewhere new isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's it's worth it to like your home is where your heart is, and wherever you are, like that's where you that's where your home is. Home is Hawaii to us. And also wherever we are. (laughs) (laughs) So, this song is called Can't Forget It.
3: Been through a good time, never will forget it. Simple notion, circled by the ocean, going through the motion. So how could we forget it? Home Home has always always been good to me, got got me to this maturity. But I I know know. there is more to. Don't forget where I came from I'm floating in the old and the new And I can't decide between the two I love my home, I know that much is true But there is so much more, I can't forget it Situation. Permanent vacation Don't mm. so try not to forget it Places to go Many faces to know Ready for the big show It's oh. just the one not to forget it California, <laughs> the place to be Breathe it in and, in and you start to dream Now I know now what I know. they really mean my home is where my heart is I'm voting in the old and the new And I can't decide between the two I love my home, I know that much is true But there is so much more, I can't forget it Between the old and the new I don't know where to go I don't know what to do This old world got a history We're Gonna see what it means to me Homes wherever I want to be Life is only what you make it God got one chance you have to take it. I'm voting in the old and the new And I can't decide between the two I love my home, I know that much is true But there is so much more, I can't forget it I'm voting in I knew. Oh, and, and I, I and the side between the two I love my, my home. home, I know that my, my home, but there is so much more, I can't forget it I can't forget it. it, I can't forget Get it, it.
2: I got one other question about your music. Uh, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Does, does Sean ever let you sing lead?
1: We we honestly, like, we go back and forth. I think a lot of the songs that we've written, like, we were just, we're so used to Sean singing lead that it's just kind of easier for, like, because, like, I'm, I'm so used to just, like, coming up with harmonies and all this different stuff, and he's so used to just kind of taking that role that, um, like, it's... It's just, it's kind of easier that way. And it's definitely something that we're looking into now to kind of see like whose vocal quality will better fit a song or like what the song's trying to accomplish. Um, and it's also kind of weird with the like full band stuff because Sean's up in the front, like on guitar and sing lead vocal. And one of the songs that we do, I kind of sing more lead vocal, but like just being on the drums and being behind others and kind of like having a barrier in front of me, like, unless you're like Don Henley or something like that, like you're not really seen as the lead vocalist when you're behind the drums or in that case, but it's definitely something that we're starting to work on a little bit more.
2: And the harmonies you you mentioned that, that that's a quality that you guys can bring to your music that uh, a lot of individual performers can't um, do. Do the harmonies come easily to you guys? Or as you know, it now? Is, uh, I think
0: Kyle is super good at, at thinking of different harmonies and um, I think we both have a really good appreciation for harmonies and understand how to make harmonies and like so besides that, Kyle just he I think he has a good ear for thinking of different harmonies and, and things to do. so that even that is hard to for us to do, just mm-hmm. the two of us because like, oh, what if we we just have, just have all these here. other harmonies that
1: we want to be doing to kind of fill it out. but like once again, there's only two vocals well, how did you how did
2: you develop that sense of?
1: I think just listening. Uh, I think just like listening a lot. And also like what we were saying with having more of the, mm-hmm. the upbeat, uplifting music, um, like harmonies was, it just always has been something important to us. Like that's just the style of music that we grew up loving. And especially with like the Beatles being a good example of that, like it just, it's classic. And um, that's actually something that we've found that a lot of the hit songs, they seem to have that in common where, as opposed to... Um, like a bunch of other songs on that artist album that the hit is from, like usually a little bit more like heart and even harmonies goes into that hit song, which might be the thing that pushes it over the edge. We're not sure, but like,
2: as your harmonies, um, although they're, they're, they're different from these other bands kind of are in a way reminiscent of bands like the Beatles, like you mentioned, and and the beach boys before them, um, kind of have that same feel as well. So it, 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 uh, I don't know if if this is the right term, but it almost gives it sort of that that uh, it almost gives it a little bit of a California feel in a way. Uh, it seems to me, uh, kind of uh, you could you could definitely hear yourself see yourself listening to one of your guys' songs on the beach somewhere.
3: And
0: I think like growing up in Hawaii, we have kind of a beachy mentality. So I, I think <laughs> which is kind of weird because we
1: didn't we didn't ever really do too much beachy stuff.
0: But like I, I think in our attitudes and like how we approach things, I, I think and I hope that it comes out because like a lot of times people ask us, "Oh, do you guys play Hawaiian music?" and we'll say no because we don't play Hawaiian music. And we but we, we grew up there and you know we know the stuff, but um it's just like the music that we want to play is you know what we're playing.
2: Did you did you ever growing up in Hawaii? Um, did you ever listen to uh, this? These guys would have been an, an older. Hawaiian pop group from the 70s, because uh, I I discovered them in college. Kalapana.
0: I I know the name. I I couldn't name you a song that they play, but
2: like, is that they also they also had that that some of those same vocal qualities. And, a lot
1: of uh, Hawaiian. That's, a, that's a like another big thing too yeah. that really influenced us. I think like, like for some reason in Hawaii we experienced so many cases of people like even if they're just singing um what is, like just Hawaiian music. Um, the harmonies are beautiful. It's like, it's, un- it's so different than like the Beatles or the Beach Boys, but it's like they're still doing it so gracefully. And I think that's just something that like has also influenced us in the way that we kind of think about it.
0: Yeah, the last time we went home, like around two years ago, We 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 went on a radio like Saturday morning show that so they had different a bunch of different bands and there were a bunch of Hawaiian groups and we're like sitting there after you know getting better as songwriters and we're like man these harmonies are good it's like we didn't realize I don't think we realized I don't think we realized when we were back home you know how much of that we listened to Mm -hmm. but we did and I think that is a contributing factor besides like things like the Beatles
2: are your parents still in Hawaii though
0: yep so they're still both working in Hawaii.
2: Anything else? Uh, I mean, we've we've gone, you know, from basically from here to Nampa over to Twin Falls <laughs> in terms of subjects. But uh, anything uh, else that you guys want to talk about? Um, that you don't think we've covered? Or... No.
0: no, I can't really think of anything crazy. We could ask you trivia questions, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know if we don't have any money to give you. So well, speaking of, speaking
2: of the trivia, you you recently posted. Uh, on Facebook, your, your rendition of, of the comedy classic, Who's On First? Does, does, how much does comedy kind of play into your, um, I don't know, your stage presence? Because you, you guys have a, a pretty good uh, banter and interchange that kind of goes back and forth between the two of you and also with the audience that seems very lighthearted.
0: Well, you know, we're actually very serious musicians, so we didn't know. I can't even give a straight face. I was trying to <laughs> joke with you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's, it's just kind of one of those things that
1: have definitely developed more so as time went on with performing more. Because um, at first, like, we were still kind of, like, feeling out, like, how should we be, like, what should we be saying? Like, how should we be, like, reacting with the audience? And I think just from performing so much, it just it's gotten more natural and it's gotten more comfortable for us and hopefully more comfortable for the audience. <laughs> but I could definitely say, I wouldn't necessarily say we're comedians or anything like that, but I would say though, in all of our travels and I literally mean travels of um, like touring it to different places. The biggest thing that helps those long trips is listening to comedy. It's the biggest thing.
2: Uh, uh, you mentioned performing and, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but I know uh, that, certain places i pref- when I, can, I perform i'm i'm more relaxed than others like mm-hmm. for instance the idaho songwriters association mm-hmm. do you feel or or maybe did you feel like the first few times when you performed at their their monthly forum uh, more pressure because you you knew that at least a, a sizable portion of the audience were was made up of other songwriters did that i think
1: I mean, I don't know. I didn't really think about it. I think I'm more scared. Than I know. The next show. I'm not going back. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> they're, they're listening? What?
0: Um, I, in general, I would say that we don't, we don't get actual nervous for, before doing things, but like we always, no matter where we perform, we mm. always want whoever's listening to us to enjoy what they're mm. hearing, which means that we have to be, you know, top notch doing what we're doing to make that happen. So I think it's not necessarily nervous, but it's, it's, it's like critical, critical and caring about what we're presenting to people. And I, I think that goes across the board. Like every, every show that we do is just another show that we're doing and we have the same attitude. Let's make it better than the last show.
2: Well, I think uh, we've covered everything except that the big recording contract that's probably <laughs> coming down the pike at some point, uh, continued success, uh, I think you guys are, are fabulous And uh, I, I think if there's justice in the world You guys will be big in, in the world of music So, <laughs> Thank
0: you so much
2: Thank you My thanks to Sean and Kyle from Red Life Challenge Follow them on Facebook Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube Those links are in the show notes At measured-voices.blogspot.com Next time A conversation with singer-songwriter Fiona Luray. Send your comments, questions, and suggestions to measuredvoices at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Measured Voices. Until next time, I'm Walt Huntsman, and this has been Measured Voices.